Hi, this is just a small disclaimer that this episode was recorded before the lockdown measures were introduced in the UK. We hope you enjoyed the episode and you're all staying safe. Wow, that smell of Red Bull is really getting me in the mood for this healthy life decisions episode. The moment the moment Vicky came up to us, I thought the exact same thing. Mm. It reminds me of that it's candy such a, it's I such ate a as a kid. smell. Good afternoon. Hi. How's it going? Great. I had a good day so far. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Physically, I know that Morgan is at the peak of his game because he's had a, a gym membership for four or five months now. <laughs> Haven't you, Morgan? Uh, I knew I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> of course I would. I bring and it up I was, to all of us. I was trying friends. to think of some sort of pithy, fun, snappy reply. But I have nothing. There really isn't one. You've wasted like 80 pounds. All I can say is... I think our listeners will find this content very relatable <laughs> because I think it's quite a common thing for a person to have the gym membership and, and go. for it to be somewhat underutilized. <laughs> let's just say. Okay, let me come with the the whole car, the cold hard numbers here. Wow. Um, Morgan's had his gym membership since sometime September, like October. No, September. No, no, no. no, no Morgan no. is definitely September. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was two weeks into the semester. Morgan has come to the gym twice to work out and once just to shower and go to McDonald's <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> but the shower wasn't working at the flat, so I just went to the gym to shower. And you know what? It's my gym membership. I'll do what I want with it, okay? And if the- See, no, I'm glad because I go to that gym too. So the more you financially support them, the better I'm off. And then it's not busy because there was a lot exactly. of people like Can you. Can you stop complaining about people like me make your I, pe- people like you, your experience, better at the gym because we're not there? How, how many times have you gone to the gym? I don't even have it on count, like, so many times, Morgan, honestly. Okay, nice. To be fair, though, this is, like, a new change. It changed this summer, because all of a sudden I was like, you have uh, no job, Catherine. You have so much free time. There's no excuse. And then I decided to get healthier, which is quite nice, honestly. Yeah. I can go up the stairs now without dying. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good yeah. time. Probably not in the range where you're, like, unhealthy and at risk of many many diseases so i probably were like about to shoot in there <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think i am either i also walk up the stairs in the library wow that's all it takes um, well it depends what floor you go to yeah you know if you're going if you're going like seventh floor and you're going like twice a day that's a that's a workout that's that's a big cardio routine right there you might as well cancel the gym membership you know anyways but, but that that's a that's a really good naturalistic transition into the t- today's topic so well done for that which is health Oh, yes. God, we haven't even mentioned it. I know. Yes. Uh, Today's health, both mental and physical. I think physically, at least, both Morgan and I have gotten quite a lot better than we were in first year. Like, I ate like shit. And I did never, I never moved. Ever. Like, it was an issue. First year was an unhealthy time, I think, for a lot of people. But second year was too, at least for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This year, we take our vitamins... We go to the gym sometimes, some more than other. We cook <laughs> our own meals. It's it's a big yeah. it's a big sh- big big shift, honestly. But you're also missing the, the the third big thing, which is sleep. That's quite important. A healthy sleep cycle. I've yeah. always I think I've always always had a okay. healthy sleep oh, cycle, honestly. Speak for yourself then. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know. I'd give myself a B plus. A B plus. How about mentally? How are you doing? Yeah, fine. You're good. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm at like a solid A there. Yeah, same. Basically cruising through uni without the biggest challenges. I wouldn't say Physically, cruising. mentally, or economically. Yeah, like no, it, we're, ha- we're really not that. Like we're quite privileged with our state. I haven't had many big problems imposed upon me. 
probably more the author of my own failings more than anything. It, it's the difference between just, you know, you don't have a healthy lifestyle because you never go to the gym and you yeah. like, eat bad food and stuff like that versus like, oh, something happens to you and like, yeah. you have to deal with it. Today, we, as always, have three guests. Um, so first, we're going to have on Joel and then Frederico and last, SJ. So, Joel. Oh, should I introduce who myself? Who are you? Yes. Ah, oh, that's a very uh, unique question. <laughs> Personal question. Um, well, it depends on who you ask, but uh, I'm uh, Joel. I'm a third-year psychology student at the University of Aberdeen. I'm now 23, which is a very strange age. Um, yeah, I deal with a variety of issues relating to, oh, God, immune system, uh, my liver health, my stomach health, my lungs, uh, issues with my blood... Uh, also, there's issues with a couple of infections and then just natural flus and um, the mental health seems to be a pervasive issue for mine. Joel, that's yeah. massive. It's a lot. Practically, how's that even functioned in terms of essay deadlines and just going to uni? Um, well, this semester has been better than last semester because um, last semester I was trying to leave every single week uh, but just kept saying, oh, maybe Monday will be better. Um, and I missed pretty much all my classes, managed to catch up most of them, but I had to miss my exams because it got to the point where I couldn't uh, eat. I was sat in my kitchen, paralysed on the floor, not able to feed myself for the anxiety of putting stuff in my body for all the health stuff I'd had. Whenever I'd eat, I'd get a bad stomach reaction and I'd get really stressed, so I wouldn't want to eat. Um, so I'd been into hospital a few times to go speak to eating specialists lists and you know tried to work that back and seeing a therapist um but it got to a point again at christmas time when i was you know doing exams of like okay i need to go study but i need to feed myself and i couldn't get out of that loop um whereas this semester trying to get to classes you know i just try and manage expectations of if you're you know having a really bad day getting to class is not your priority just trying to feel better is so i went to classes first week and bit of second week uh, but i haven't been to lectures since i've gone to all my tutorials and met my deadlines um but it's not easy there's a lot of process of course in just getting into the day-to-day uh, so when it comes to actually managing workloads there's just a certain amount that you don't actually like ugh, like reading am i f- am i gonna actually bother with reading when it's like no you've got deadlines focus on the deadlines and then where you can pick up work um that's great um but most of my um university work has been very tactical uh, i've not really tried to learn every aspect of the course uh, which is a shame because i really like psychology because everyone is utterly demented and it's wonderful to see people trying to do things um but it's just not realistic to be able to try and do all of that whilst you're managing uh, a lot of these health issues um i get from what you're saying that maybe this distinction mental physical health is somewhat of an arbitrary one uh it is so in a sense because they seem you know obviously like a lot of stuff is comorbid like you mentioned but mm. your capacity to deal with a physical problem it you know yeah so it's very much linked together so if you if yeah. you're in a bad state mentally i'm sure everyone's been in a state it's, the easiest way to explain this is if you're hungover you're not really going to be keen to be able to dealing with you know cleaning the dishes and doing the same stuff yeah. it's like having a persistent hangover um mm. is one of the best ways i can describe um, in which case how can depression. you motivate yourself to very much make so a good if, food if you're, yeah. if you're at the point of being consistent like that uh, your priority is no longer thinking about your essays or going to lectures right. it's like am i going to be able to eat today am i going to be able to get out of bed today um am i going to be able to leave my flat today without having an issue 
Um, yeah. So one of the things I encounter regularly is uh, quite intense uh, worry and anxiety. So it will be persistent thought of, can I go and do this? Will I be able to go outside today? And that's for everything. I'll literally kind of touch that thing on the bus, or am I going to die? Kind of intensity of thought, which is just rampant. Um, which after a while you kind of get used to, and you know, once you're in a stronger place, you can much more easily swat those away. But it's it's not something that really goes away. It's just your capacity to be able to deal with it right. changes depending on your physical and mental state. Yeah. Uh, but both of those things, physical and mental, are very interlevered. So if you're in a bad space mentally, that usually means you're going to get into a bad space physically as well. How has the uni been with pushing exams and pushing your deadlines and everything? Have um, they been quite like manageable in terms of talking to them? Yeah, I mean, luckily, yeah. uh, the university, I'm in the psychology department, so if they weren't understanding, I'd be very concerned about <laughs> what degree I'm doing. Um, so they're very understanding. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah, it depends on kind of who you get. Some of the personal tutors can be a bit um, dicey, uh, but generally when you're speaking to the admin staff, they're very accommodating. Whenever, uh, we don't get extensions in psychology, um, so you don't get the chance to push back. Um, you essentially have a stay of leave, you have a medical absence, you have the days that they have assigned from the doctor, and that's all you get. In third year, we don't get that. Um, I believe it's for our accreditation, we simply don't have extensions. So if you miss your deadline, uh, you just have to take the penalty uh, that increases uh, by week. Uh, I think it's the first three days you get one mark off. After that, you increase uh, weekly on how many marks you lose. Um, but when it comes to exams, they're very understanding of just, yep, yeah, push back to the summer. Um, do you have, mm. um, you know, circumstance to be able to uh, do that? And do you have uh, evidence to be able to do that? So, uh, you know, you speak to your doctor, speak to your um, health practitioner, and speak to your tutor. They can go and do that. Um, but, yeah, no, generally, uh, they're quite good. But thank you so much for coming and talking to us and sharing no, of course. your extreme if if that's okay to call it experience yeah no i'm sure yeah, yeah. that's mm. quite different from yeah us, I, I definitely don't think this is a normal experience yeah um, thank you very much thank you yeah. cheers So that was Joel speaking there, talking about his um, the health issues he's been dealing with at university, which I think is quite an extreme example of the kinds of things someone might have to go through. Yeah, and it's honestly very hard to comment on, especially from mm. where we're coming from. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't have any experience. and I don't think I know many people who have exactly. experienced that level of challenges. But I think what is relatable to what he said, something that really rang true for me, is the way in which often the mental and the physical health you know, intersect on each other. And if you let one, if one is degrading, it will also then have a knock-on effect to the other one, you know. And I think that's true both ways. And that, you know, I think everyone can relate to that to a certain extent. If you're particularly in like first year or second year, if you're not looking after yourself, if you're not looking after your body, eating right or doing exercise or getting enough sleep, you know, yeah, d- you're, you're, you're going to start to feel bad about yourself Yeah, um, in terms of your mental health. And, and the reverse is true as well, where... If for whatever reason if you're, you're dealing with stuff, in exam periods or yeah, if you're stressed yeah. or if you have personal issues that you're trying to deal with, it's very, very easy then to let all of that physical maintenance slip where exactly. you're less active, also less sociable as well. Trouble sleeping, you know, it all, it all really coalesces together. And I think that a lot of people do experience that, even if it's not to the same extent as Joel. Yeah. And now we're going to speak to Stephen, who, like Joel, has also been experiencing some problems with his mental health over the years. Yeah. Um, so let's hear from him now. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you for having me. 
Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Stephen. I'm a fourth year at the University of Aberdeen studying microbiology. Uh, I'm also president of the Comedy Society here at the university. You, you realize we're expecting you to be super funny now that you said you're the president of the Comedy Society too? Listen, don't. Uh, we're here to talk about <laughs> mental health. <laughs> like, the one time I'm going to try not to make jokes, whereas mm, that's kind of my only defense mechanism at this point in time. I'm like, <laughs> well, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's really not. Well, it's fine. So yeah. how are things currently? Um, it's really funny that you actually asked me to do this today because for the last two days I've been in bed not wanting to leave okay. it at all because things aren't great, but it's fine. Um... So, yeah, basically the last couple of days have been kind of hard, and I think it's just because I've just been down in Edinburgh for the weekend, down doing the Scottish Student Comedy Festival, and that took a lot out of me, because you're constantly surrounded by people, constantly having to, and plus it's a bunch of student comedians, right? Yeah. So you have to be on your A-game to be like, joke, 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 one-up, like, you know, And everyone's trying to be funny, yeah. yeah. Exactly, and it's like you're not being yourself there, you're being this, you know, abstract character that you've created for the purpose of comedy and then that just takes it out of you for a full weekend. I was like, okay, I need to go to bed. So I've literally spent all day yesterday in bed and then today, like, mostly just been plodding around the house trying to sort my life out. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much for coming today then. No, yeah, of course, we're absolutely. really appreciative of it. It's more important that we talk about it than not talk about it. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, and it's important that it's happening now it's not some like flashback to two years ago when I had it it's like right now it's happening and it's like okay what am I going to do am I going to sit in bed and am I going to watch you know another minute and a half of a YouTube video and then realize I don't actually want to watch this and then click another YouTube video and watch another minute and a half and then blah, blah, blah. or let's go talk about it and you know because I'm not saying like a, just you know disclaimer I, I'm speaking about my experiences yeah, my experiences are not absolutely. universal but you know in the Venn diagram of people with mental health issues hopefully there's a few things that other people yeah. can be like oh yeah sure I get that and, and you know so how has it evolved throughout your time at uni you're fourth year now right so fourth year yeah, yeah. It's been a weird one. Um, so basically, I came back to university. So I did two years at Glasgow University before I came up to Aberdeen, and that's when I was 18, 19. So I'm 27, just 27, 28 this year. Yeah. And um, basically, went to Glasgow Uni for two years and then dropped out because turns out I had undiagnosed depression and anxiety, and then eventually got the diagnosis just after I left the University of Glasgow and was like, ah, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah. Like, why I wasn't able to, you know, fully participate or fully be part of the university, and I couldn't really, you know, because I didn't know what was going on. It's not like you can email your and be like, I'm not coming in today because I'm I feel sad. Bad, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so basically, did two years of that, and then you know left and and worked for two and a half years something like that, and then decided to come back. Um, so I kind of. I feel like with that, I came into university at 23 knowing fully, like, okay, I have this diagnosis. It's mostly chronic depression with a little little sprinkling of anxiety every now and again, which is just mm, chef kish. Chef kish. Less. Nice seasoning. Always seasoned. Yeah, things, it, just, yeah. it just, you know, adds a little extra twist to your day when you're like, ooh, adrenaline, fun. <laughs> um, so basically coming in at 23, like, yeah. knowing that was the thing. I don't think it's got any better or any worse. You've just been handling it with university stress and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. been a case of like, so some stuff has worked, some stuff hasn't worked. Now yeah. I developed quite a bad drinking problem until about third year when I decided, right, that's it, I'm going to kibosh that and like, that's no longer going to happen. So I don't drink anymore. Um, and that was like part of being able to being a bit older and being used to my diagnosis take a step back and realise oh wait a second that's not a good thing for me and that's not helping me in any way shape or form I'm not saying everyone should be sober 
but maybe for a little bit. Try it. <laughs> if you're drinking, like, every couple of days, maybe just give it a week and two weeks yeah. and just see. Because that's, like, I think the biggest difference for me is, obviously, when I went to the University of Glasgow, I had no idea about anything to do with mental health. Now, coming back to it up here and, obviously, you know, in fourth year, just about to finish off, I, I, it's now much easier for me to recognise what's a symptom of my depression even if it doesn't feel like a symptom like the over drinking yeah, yeah, is yeah. a symptom yeah. you know all this sort of stuff yeah. so and over drinking being particularly sort of prevalent you know mm-hmm. if you ha- if you didn't know what was going on someone say oh yeah i drink a lot well that's shame well you're just a student mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, it's so, so ingrained in part of the culture picked up yeah. on that yeah. and especially being a comedian as well so yeah you're like at night out with people yeah, of course exactly and so you're you're doing you know all your shows and bars and clubs and pubs and it's constantly oh can I get you a drink can I get you a drink and then you'd be like oh I'm not drinking it's like oh okay mm. and then it's like sort of this pressure and then I just was like no right from day whenever it was it was August the 1st I think or whatever I was like yeah. no no more done and then I basically just told everyone I was like I'm not drinking anymore and they're like okay cool no. which is really cute because people just get me cans of iron brew now which is really nice and I'm like oh thanks guys nice, yeah. um, or a can of Red Bull which then I'm like great it's 11pm uh, not well, what I want right now Vicky's also with a it. plan a fan listen but love late, late night Red Bull yeah exactly late night Red Bull I is not the one yeah <laughs> uh, no have you um, then throughout the different unis you read did you ever use any of the facilities that are there and like the structures so that's actually an interesting question because in glasgow um obviously i didn't really know so i didn't make use of any so i can't really speak to what they have available um but i did actually do erasmus in second year and i was meant to be away for the full year Um, i was over in france and basically after the first semester i ended up coming home because i was like there was no chance i'm making this because the days in france were basically uh uni started at 8 p.m at 8 p.m 8 a.m and lasted until 6 p.m oh yeah we've interviewed a few french students it sounds like a lot it's so much and it's two hours lecture blocks so you get two hour, uh, two two hour lectures in the morning so that's four hours you get two hour lunch break and then two more four you know yeah for a total of four hours in the afternoon and there was nothing absolutely nothing wow. there was there was no support services there was no um th- there was no like so like big white wall even that sort of stuff even though that's not really a you know uh face-to-face one-on-one service that's something you can at least go and vent yeah. online and have people comment on yeah, there's yeah. nothing like that at all so i was like oh okay and then because of the workload and because of i speak i speak french fluently right so i thought it'd be fine but even then i wasn't understanding what was happening and then the other thing is there was no support in terms of your mental health but there's no support in terms of your education either Oh. So nothing was backed up online. It was either you went to the lectures... Or you were just not there. And you are just yeah. not there. And then you just don't get any notes for what's happening. And so if yeah. you take one day off because you're having a bad day, you're behind. And then... It and that causes stress. Yeah. And stress it's, and it's a snowball. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Of so course. then I came back. And then Aberdeen... What I would say that Aberdeen... The thing I've used most is the fact that they do put everything online for you. So if you need to take a day off and be like, no, this is a day to myself, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not feeling it today. Like, it's just not happening. You're not behind at any point because then when you are feeling it, you go back and you can watch the stuff online. And then, like, the big white wall, I've used that before. I've heard of the counselling services. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I have a couple of... So I have some interesting thoughts that I don't think people necessarily would think that someone in my position might have. I think it's great that they have the counselling services available. Now, my idea is split into idealism and realism. So idealistically... 
you know, there'd be a counsellor per 50 students and if anyone wanted an appointment, they could go and get one straight that yeah. day and go and talk to someone and, and blah, 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 blah. Realistically, that's not going to happen. It's a university. It's not a mental health service. And yes, it's great that they have them available, but sometimes the... So I know people who have waited weeks to get an appointment to see a counsellor and stuff happens in those weeks. You know, yeah. you're, you, you know it's not going to be... Uh, applicable for everyone to be able to wait two three weeks to actually see a counselor or whatever and it just it's never been for me that way um so some of their services that they have just in place anyway help with mitigating any problems that you might have but i think the counselor one's a bit of a sore one because it's great and i think they should definitely offer it and i think they should do more but at the same time there's a limitation on what they're going to do because it's a university yeah well apparently yeah actually became informed is they've just hired two people because like two extra people to it because okay. there's such a high demand yeah and i know nightline is also getting more like, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. more i don't know like advertisement oh, out there and oh. like uh to, to try and reach more people so yeah. i think they're trying but would you then recommend going to a gp or like how how did you deal with that situation with the scottish so, system again um i have to admit that i come from quite a privileged position that my mom's a mental health nurse so oh, okay, i've always yeah. been able to um sort of speak to her obviously not to the level that i would speak yeah, to an independent yeah. person because of you know she's my mom and that's a conflict of interest and she doesn't yeah. need to know everything that's happening in my life but whenever i've been like okay this is how i'm feeling my mom's always been the first person to be like right okay uh look at this resource look at this resource look at this resource so what my mum um, has always suggested is the first time you feel bad go to your gp straight away go and talk to them and see what they recommend that's your first you know line of defense basically and then she's also recommended other stuff that you can do in your own so like mindfulness like all these little techniques that you can do so i have a gratitude diary that i try to fill out at least you know once a week it's meant to be once every day but sometimes <laughs> that just isn't happening so you know once a week at a very minimum like to sit down and even if i don't physically write it sit and think you know three things i'm happy for that happened this day this week yeah. this whatever um so doing things that you can do on your own has really helped me because then I know I'm not on anyone else's time frame because even with the GP and trying to get counsellor through that, you're waiting weeks, yeah. which isn't yeah. great. Whereas if you've got these tools you know, uh, on you in terms of uh, mindfulness and meditating and guided meditation and blah, 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 you can do it on your own time. You can do it in your own terms and you can be like, okay, not feeling great. I'm going to take this day to work on this. Yeah, or, focus on your yeah. tools yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. and that's what I found has really helped me is kind of because one thing uh, that I think is the, the overarching problem is you're on someone else's time scale and that time mm. scale might not necessarily work for you so do a little bit of investment I don't know it's a lot of work when you're having a good day to be like I'm going to read about sadness <laughs> but when you are having a good day you know yeah. reading up on those tools Gosh. and I suppose I suppose you do need to get a sort of a bit of exterior help at least first mm -hmm. to sort of get these things off the ground so to even know about one or what you can do by yourself um, I often recommend people read um, da -da -da, a couple of different books that I recommend people yeah. read is like so first of all is The Chimp Paradox okay. The Chimp Paradox really I can't remember who writes it but I've sent it to a million people <laughs> um, but basically it was really interesting because it teaches you how to externalise your feelings and basically be like okay so I'm feeling sad but that, that's not necessarily me that's a thing that's happening and that's a reaction to external stimuli realistically is there anything I can do Okay, so I can't fix the entire problem, but I can mitigate or uh, help by taking steps one, two, three. And okay, cool, so we'll do that sort of yeah. stuff. So I think trying to 
that's a book that I recommend to quite a lot of people to help externalize and basically say like, okay, your sadness isn't an intrinsic factor of yourself. It's a thing that's a response to an environment and you can yeah. do what you can. Sometimes you can't change your environment, but yeah. you can, you know. At least then you have an end in sight, you know. Yeah. Often when you go to university, there's a lot of circumstances that are causing you problems. Like, for example, I didn't enjoy living in, in Hillhead often in first year. And, and then you see, mm-hmm. and then... Okay, so you're saying, well, I can't solve this now, but at the very minimum, this is a, this is a temporary thing, mm-hmm. you know, a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Yeah, what yeah. I was going to say is that I, th- I think you you spoke about how dropping out of uni was mm-hmm. what made you realize it. So it's almost as if those tools, to a certain extent, is existed, and you knew you had to like remove yourself from that mm-hmm. situation to get better. And I think yeah. we talked about this last week too about you know choosing like seeing when you actually should just stop and yeah and figure out what you're oh doing. that is a really big skill just to you're if it's going to be more you know uh beneficial Arming. to yeah. stop just now and then come back to it it's really hard to know when to do that yeah. <laughs> it's really hard when to know to down tools and when to you know try again or whatever but that's that's yeah one of the most important yeah. things I've learned is like sometimes you can't just run through things sometimes you have to take a step back and be like right so that kind of perseverance mentality can kind of drift into almost like a um, not not pessimist that's not the right word uh, it's like martyrdom like you're um, you're yeah, yeah forcing yourself to do it and it's like well what good are you doing to yourself exactly you're going to damage yourself more in the long run by keeping forcing yourself to go at this again and again yeah. and again whereas take a step back take a day or two have a look at things and see you know what's your next planning for tag rather than just yeah. smashing it head on because not necessarily the best thing to do <laughs> do you think that you are coping with things a lot better now and do you wish you'd known more when you were in the past one thousand percent um uh so again just gonna say like, i'm 27 i've been living with this since or diagnosed with this when i was 19 i think it's been a long time coming um that diagnosis but so as I was saying, I've been reading a lot and I have the privilege of having my mum who's a mental health nurse and looking at things through that sort of angle of I think I've always been taught that it's a condition, it's not me and right. so I can very easily externalise it and be like, okay, cool, that's fine, which is again why I like the chimp paradox, because I think once you can externalise it and say it's not an intrinsic problem, you can whatever, but definitely I think as I've gotten older there is certain stuff that I realise that is that's just going to take me down a wrong path. So, like, the drinking stuff, like, realising yeah. that, okay, that's not a good thing, let's stop that, and then going vegan, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool, because that is just health-wise and stuff, and then realising, because I've got, like, eczema, asthma, and hay fever, yeah. which is all autoimmune conditions, and apparently they can be exacerbated by having meat and dairy and whatever, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then knowing that that whole thing about my health ties into my mental health. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we you know, just talked about that yeah. a lot, too, yeah. You've got to look after both of them together yeah. to be able to keep them both sort of going in the right direction. If one of them's failing you, the other one's surely yeah. to go right behind. And that's a lot of work. It's a lot honestly. of work. It's a lot <laughs> yeah. of work, and it's. I think, for me, the biggest thing I've learned is setting yourself up for success. <laughs> so Make a plan. <laughs> well, I say make a plan, right? Because I, I, I was actually talking to my friend about this last night. Yeah. I was like, what's your five-year plan? And they were like, oh, I don't know. That, that would also stress me out. <laughs> but I don't mean it as in, I don't need to know, like, what I'm doing. Salary. Yeah, I don't need salaries. I don't need uh, dates. I don't need whatever. It's just, in five years, if everything goes exactly as I want it to do, what do I want to do? So yeah. I want to do X, Y, and Z. But what happens if it doesn't go exactly when I want to do? Well, I've got this as a backup and that as a backup. Okay. And I'm just talking maybe have five things 
in your five-year plan, but just so you have some sort of direction, because otherwise you're... What's the point in coming to uni? What's the point in getting your degree unless you have, like, some sort of... Like we were saying earlier on about the light at the end of your tunnel. Yeah. You what, what's yeah. your kind and I'm not don't get me wrong I'm not putting pressure on anyone you don't need to sit down you don't need to be on you know LinkedIn already in first year you don't need to be you know doing all of that you can be if you want to be but you don't have to be um, but maybe just have a think about like because you know my eventual end goal is to teach in some capacity do I know what that is? I don't want to be a high school teacher, but maybe a lecturer. Maybe yeah. um, I might be going abroad to teach English for a couple of years because I think that's what I'm pretty good at. And so that's kind of what my five-year plan is, is like, how do I get into some method of teaching? That's all it is. It's not specific. It's not, uh, you must do this. It's just, that's wow. a little something just to get into. Yeah. You have such good advice, honestly. This ties into so many of our episodes, but we talked about taking time off last mm-hmm. uh, week yeah. on our episode. And it's just so interesting how it ties into so many other aspects, like mental health, for example. Oh, and yeah, I think that's often does. underrated, yeah. For sure. It absolutely does. Yeah. Brilliant. yeah, thank you so much, honestly. No, of course. Thank interview. you for having us. Cheers. Thank, yeah. thank you so much. Pleasure to talk to Stephen there. It really was, you know, the comedic aspect really, he really sh- shined through. fulfilled our own expectations of him as president of Comedy Society, <laughs> you know. Definitely. Yeah. But also, I, I really enjoyed that it was such a, a casual and nice conversation about mental health and yes. the struggles you can go through, but also how you can mitigate it and how you can, Absolutely. you know, work through it as a uni student, even if you might have to take time off or, you know we think your situation as a whole i thought that was very interesting how he's dealt with it yeah absolutely and i think he it's that it's that um balance between dealing with it on a kind of conceptual level of okay this is something i'm gonna have to deal with and really reconciling that with the kind of day-to-day okay practicalities here yeah if i'm really not feeling great today i can take this day off and have it be okay because i can just catch up later and i know that i can catch up later because my lectures are recorded um which is not always the case yeah even here there's quite a few departments actually surprised me when i came that that this was not just the standard university-wide policy this is actually up to the individual departments and kind of up to the individual lecturers which i'm pretty what pretty opposed to you i think that's kind of that's pretty wrong and i think this is an interesting yeah. like even proof for why it should be so universal yeah exactly i think i think other universities do have it at the whatever the high, the highest level the highest administrative level that makes the universal decisions that everyone else has to conform to uh interesting yeah. that it's kind of sort of devolved down um exactly not just for you know because it helps people who have anxiety to go into a big lecture hall full of people can be quite stressful if you have that also you know as we've talked about with with all of our guests the mental and the physical health are linked together so you know if you're ill like physically ill like you have the flu or something you're going to exacerbate and make your illness worse if you drag yourself out of bed particularly if you're in you know like december january kind of month yeah so now we're going to talk to Federico, yeah. who has had quite a different experience with his health during uni. Yeah, he seems to, yeah, exactly, been very healthy thus far, hasn't had to deal with these kinds of issues. Um, and, you know, is, is clearly really quite capitalizing on that. Yeah, he's very invested to his physical Absolutely. health. So let's, let's have a listen. Yeah. Well, welcome Uh, then, Federico. Oh, hi. Thank you. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? 
I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. We actually just had a little conversation about how we're feeling. It was a great yes, time. Yes, yeah. yeah, no, we're, we're doing great today. So tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself. So I'm a third year maths and physics student at the University of Aberdeen, and I'm president of the Aberdeen University Baseball Club. Wow. Fabulous. Sports just already in there. Oh, thank you. And there, there are more sports to come, I believe. Is that right? Yes, I do play quite a few sports. Yes. Tell us. So, baseball is my, is my main sport, and everything I do revolves around baseball. But to be a better athlete overall, I also do athletics, uh, weightlifting, swim by myself, and go to the gym by myself. Yeah, this is pretty much what my day looks like. <laughs> we just talked Amazing. about how Morgan's gone to the gym twice since September. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's what a true. contrast. But I knew this was coming, so that's fine. But, uh, <laughs> so how do you find the time? Uh, it's very difficult. Everything starts from having a really strict schedule. Uh, when I go to the gym, I try to wake up at 4.45 in the morning, uh, make sure to be the first one in the ASV. Sometimes I get there too early. The door is not even open. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so I need to bring a bunch of jumpers just to make sure that I can stand five minutes outside and wait. Mm. But yeah, I, so I go to the gym usually 5.30 a.m., try to finish by 7.30, then take a shower, Go Wait, four thirty to seven thirty. Five thirty, seven thirty. Yeah. Five. Okay, so two hours. Yes. Okay, that's yeah. okay. That's not too bad. I thought it was like three. Fine. Great. And um, yeah, then go to school, uh, attend all my lectures. How many uh, classes do you have a week? Uh, is I think it's sixteen hours. Yeah, I was about to say. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I have baseball trainings on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, I have athletics three days a week, weightlifting twice a week, and try to go swimming twice a week. And when do you go to bed? <laughs> I go to bed really early. I was like, going to say, you must, with the 4.30. Yeah, uh, yeah. Usually it's before 9pm. Okay. I do my best. Sometimes wow. struggle to do it, but... Wow. How does that fit in, like, with the, with the social schedule? What if you have something to do at night? Do Ooh. you then just, like, not do it? Or okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I go to the gym Monday through Friday, 5.30am, yeah. and on Saturday and Sunday, I'm a bit more flexible. Oh, so oh okay, okay. Whatever okay. the vibe is, like, <laughs> studying or, like... <laughs> Going to the gym or like spending time with friends. Okay, yeah, okay. Try okay. to fit everything over the weekend. <laughs> what What is the main sort of the motivation for you? Do you just want to be the best athlete you can be, or is it about? Mm -hmm. So um, I guess there is like a very there? practical answer yeah. and maybe a more philosophical answer. So yeah. the practical answer is obviously like uh, I want to be the best baseball player I can be. Yeah. So this uh, makes me want to go to the gym to try to be stronger or try to be faster, just to be yeah compete better at my sport. From a philosophical point of view, there is a lot of people that say that being healthier and like being able to enjoy life even when uh, you're a bit older and being able to prevent diseases or yeah. uh, you know your general health and well-being, uh, it's you know it's beneficial to go to the gym start when you're younger. I think me personally, I'm really. Uh, uh, interested in the fact of like uh, setting a goal and being disciplined in like following it and that's what motivates me like being able to follow my plan and get to the end and achieve my goals mm. have you always been this focused on your physical health and sports and all that okay so i've always been uh 
spending a lot of time around sports in general. I think that when I was younger, I realized that outside of my regular training with teams, like if I wanted to be better, I needed to do stuff on my own. Yeah. And that's when I started. Maybe towards the end of high school, I started going to the gym once in a while. Uh, didn't have a plan really to follow. It was just more of more like, let's go in, let's lift as big as I can, <laughs> and like try to look big. Like that doesn't work. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I always thought about doing extra stuff by myself. So what was the question again? It was just if you've always, you know, been so into it. And it seems like that's, yeah. that's a yes. I, yeah. 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 I, I think a lot of people, particularly if they, when they come from school to university, self-discipline is something that they learn, you know, like, because when you're at school, it sort of just happens to you, whereas now all of a sudden you have this freedom. But did you feel that when you came, you were already there? Or did you need to learn that too? I think that sports helps with the discipline. I don't think that... I, the discipline that I have today could be compared to the one that I had in first year. Okay. I think that in first year I struggled a lot with different aspects of health and well-being, like nutrition and like sleeping patterns. Mm. Uh, I always enjoyed going to the gym or doing sports in general, but I do think that my schedule improved also throughout my nutrition and uh, sleeping patterns okay. and uh, uh, gym so like i think that like yeah just being being kind of busy with a lot of things to do like forces you to being very productive and get through your schedule like yeah. a bit quicker so when you have to go to class make sure that you hit all your classes do all your tutorials on time because otherwise you won't be able to do all the other activities that you enjoy afterwards okay. So you're putting things in your schedule in order to make sure that you actually stick to that. And I guess third year, being an honours year, would help with that as well. Well, uh, it's very difficult. Like Now in third year, I have to admit that I've uh, dropped quite a few gym sessions uh-huh. just to make sure that... Like, so now you only do five a week? <laughs> I, I, I still think that it's uh, it's around like seven gym sessions. and Only seven. Oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, no, like it happens, like school, obviously, like mm. it's an important part of, I mean, it's the main reason why yeah. I'm yeah. at the University yeah. of Aberdeen. So I need to make sure that I study for all my tests and like catch up on all my tutorials. So obviously, like it happens that I have to drop uh, some classes despite yeah. my rigorous plan. <laughs> you, have, you, Absolutely. you seem like you have so much motivation and just like self-discipline with all of this honestly it's like talking to those people we were talking to who work a lot during uni and it's as if Mm. you know you see your sports and your body and your health and stuff like a job you just have to do yeah okay uh yeah i think that for some people at the beginning can be a bit struggling to go to the gym you know because i mean it's, it's a bit painful like to wake up in the morning and like sweat and like maybe even your body is like a bit under under stress mm. but like i feel like as you go like it becomes part of your routine and like for me it's like such such an habit today that i really enjoy it like every yeah. time i finish i just look forward for the next morning and repeat yeah. the day so yeah. okay. i really like it but you mentioned before that these things are not these things are linked also with sleep and with your diet i mean how, how have they been at university so so yes uh, these three things work all together for yeah. me i think that i i talk a lot about the gym and sports but i feel like this is actually the third thing in my priority list mm-hmm. like the first one is obviously nutrition i think that like being able to eat enough fruit and vegetables all the time and not eating as much as junk food as i did in first year <laughs> that's like my main goal because yeah. even when 
even for like for studying, I think like the proper nutrition will benefit me when trying to perform mentally. So nutrition is always my first goal. I try to I have a set amount of calories that I try to hit daily, and based on the period where I'm uh, that I'm at, uh, also with sports and stuff, I try to either like maybe gain a little bit of weight and muscles or like lose, but I. Like my priority is really like to eat fruit and vegetables all the time and being able to like perform at school as well. And then sleeping, same reason. Uh, sleeping is really important part of my day. I take numerous naps, even in the afternoon, like if really? I need, yeah, in case yeah. I didn't sleep enough the night before. So um, oh. yeah, and then obviously the gym comes third, but if you don't do the first two things, I feel like I would struggle to perform yeah. sports. Yeah. And so. you don't get as much out of it anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how 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 is it reconciling these kinds of things with with, this, with having a social life like because of how uni is you know people they'll just they're not going to wait for the weekend to have a drink go to the pub that kind of thing they'll you know it'll be like a tuesday night or a wednesday night and they'll say let's you know let's go for a drink or even to go out i mean how how do you deal with that to say how, how do you garner that kind of mental strength where you say no I'm up at four thirty tomorrow, so mm-hmm. yeah, my social life kinda has to balance out my all the other physical activity I do, so this means that my social life is very limited. Mm. I think I went out twice so far in twenty twenty that's the only two days that I drank alcohol, wow. and um I mean that doesn't mean that I don't spend time with my friends like uh I actually spend a lot of time uh during during the weekend mainly uh, going on hikes or like just going swimming i really enjoy swimming with my friends and uh yeah so like my social life is not uh as great as the one that other students might have Uh, i don't regret like the going out part of the no i I don't i don't really okay but maybe if i had more time i would definitely spend it with my friends so i suppose you must your lifestyle would also dictate that you have certain friends yeah i assume a lot of them are also into so it's all yeah. yeah not all of them not all of them I have quite a few different interests outside of of the gym so I would say that I have quite a wide range okay. of like friendships yeah wow this is insane <laughs> also because when you picture like stereotypically someone who studies math and physics you just picture <laughs> them sitting in the library with yeah. their classes on and everything yeah, uh, yeah. that is also yeah. very true like the library <laughs> is my second home like wow. I think I'm not even I believe I spend more time in the library than at home at the moment yeah me too yeah Morgan uh, that's not true that is you sleep way more than you're ever at the library oh well eight hours okay maybe Ten. No, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Wow, I'm so impressed. Does it ever like drop off? You know, let's say exam period comes up. Comes up. Yes, that happens every year. Um, yeah. Obviously, depends on how well organized they've been throughout the semester. Sure. If uh, usually two weeks before before my exams, I drop to like considerably the amount of sport that I do. I just do like just the barely minimum mm-hmm. just attend team trainings and then uh, as exams go by like just try to get back yeah. into into like moving forward with the yeah. trainings and stuff the first thing i do after every exam is going to the gym wow like, i started like we go to the pub uh, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. I started like this is like my first year tradition. Like I was yeah. so stressed at the end of I think yeah. it was my first exam, and I thought that like the best way to release like the tension was like to go to the gym, okay. sweat a little bit, and yeah, feel you better. Must feel, must feel great. Yeah. To, to be fair, I find it quite helpful. Like even during exam time, if I'm really stressed one day, like instead of watching a movie on Netflix, like going to the gym, it yeah. can be really helpful because like mm-hmm. you're not. Sad. Doing like you're just you're yeah. just with yourself and you're yeah. using your body, so you're not really thinking yeah. about what else what else you yeah. could be doing. But I do find that my nutrition, especially, and also my gym sessions and everything, like that's one of the first things to go if I have like an assignment up or like exams or anything. So it's really impressive you keep it, yeah, well, like I, even at a minimum. And I guess this is where momentum comes in when you have that routine. Yeah, you got to stick. You're to sticking. It. You're even even during those times. Maybe your maybe your sessions drop off, but you're still sticking to it. Because yeah. you because you have that momentum. Yeah, so having a plan is actually one of my favorite like one of the main components of my like my sport and activities. Yeah. Uh I don't think that the problem is having a plan. Like I always loved plans in general, but I believe that the trick is like to actually follow the plan. Yeah. Like if you have a plan, like no matter how bad it is, like is you're still gonna be better off than someone else who doesn't have a plan at all. Yeah. So or has a, an amazing plan, but yeah, they don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I like. I honestly sp- try to spend like once every two weeks ish, just like try to go through my plan. I, I so actually my workout plan like. I usually do it for six weeks, but every two weeks I cannot check in and see, am I actually following the plan? What should mm. I change? Is it feasible for me to do these many training sessions? Is this, this exercise is feasible? And then, so check in every two weeks and then just like 15 minutes, I don't spend more time on it because I don't really care if the plan is good or not. I just need, want to make sure that I follow it. And I think that at the end, I'm still going to be better off. And like it goes back to the discipline that we spoke yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like, just like choosing to follow like making a decision that maybe is not the more comfortable or relaxing for you but like will bring some sort of benefit in the future like it's always the best choice so just like incorporate this habit is it is it a psychological thing where you see okay i've written down today i have to do this two-hour session and maybe you're having a day where you feel like you don't want to but you see that that's the plan you've made for yourself so that's what really gets you there yes that's that's it yeah so what's your advice to someone who's just yeah who just doesn't have their shit together when it comes to food and stuff me personally (laughs) (laughs) he does could you you become my personal trainer (laughs) (laughs) he has a gym membership oh that's great and he shops at sainsbury's so that's fantastic (laughs) yeah i'd love to help uh to help people out in general um so as I said, like the main priority, I would say, is nutrition first. So make sure that like you hit all your veggies and fruits daily. Then eat more proteins. Not not a huge amount. Like you don't need to be like a professional athlete and yeah. eat chicken every meal. But just make sure that like you have chicken once in a while, beef, uh, eggs. Uh, Some beans for our vegans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, beans uh, for vegans. Beans, peanut butter. Is that vegan? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Fantastic. It is. We um, live with a vegan. We know. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I get a bit lost on that side of uh, of the dieting yeah. plans, mm. and uh, and then just like get like if you want to get started with the gym is uh, just get a really simple plan that you are sure that with your time management you can do it. so like yeah. even once a week is good yeah maybe twice would be ideal but like twice a week uh, 
workload that is not excessive for you, like that you are in pain for the next two days. Yeah. <laughs> Just like something light. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Well, Morgan. Well, I'll be there. <laughs> Monday morning, 7.30. <laughs> I'll come with you. <laughs> wow. 7.30 is quite a nice yeah. start for me. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Brilliant. It's that time again. Time to reflect. Time to think about what we've learned. Would you like to start us off, Katrin? Yes. I definitely see more of a perspective in terms of how privileged I am in so many ways. Mm. Just because of so yeah. many external factors I haven't had to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I feel yeah. the exact same. You exactly. Know, what I have to deal with is basically just the normal baseline of, yeah. you know, yeah. maintaining your own physical and mental health, which is not, it's not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not on hard difficulty at all by any extent. Um, yeah. Which I think there are, and, and it's it's worth remembering that that people do have a lot going on that you will not necessarily know about. Exactly. So. Yeah. And then also, kind. honestly, talking to Federico in terms of motivation and planning your life was quite motivating, and hopefully, you know, will yeah. work as like a little bit of a reset for some of us to yeah. not not necessarily go into that. You know, no. of it, an extreme dedication, but no. just, you know, no, moderately I'm, get back on track. Well, exactly. And I think, yeah. you know, you, you make a very good point, which is that there's no one size fits all how you should live your life, how you should maintain your physical health and how you should stay active and stuff. Because the way Federico does things clearly works for him it would never ever work for me like not in a million years <laughs> no i um, could imagine that honestly same but you know you can take certain ele- elements yeah, one, yeah. Of one thing or another and and really like maybe try and improve your um, routine or your your yeah. life schedule like that um yeah but it, and then you know you can take that methodology and it kind of move it also into the broader sphere of there's no one right way to look after your own mental health there's no one right way to you know have a help productive sleep yeah, schedule yeah. like some people they take a lot of naps yeah. some people don't like Federico said he takes lots of naps yeah definitely not for me because I don't have the self-restraint for that gosh but okay to be fair to go back to the no one size fits all I think mm. that was also very true of what they were mentioning about the facilities you use mm. to get help so yeah. Joel was talking a lot about his tutor his tutors and and the people on his course and stuff like that whereas other people might benefit more from the counseling services the uni provides others from nightline you know so that there are different mechanisms yeah. for help out there and I actually thought yeah. it was more like almost one size fits, fits all you know like you went to one place and then they would help you but there's actually a lot of different places to go depending on who you are and what your situation is. Yeah. And how yeah. much you can really like depend on yourself. Yeah. You know, how much, how much you have available to you in terms of your own personal resources to deal with any. Yeah. Like, and your knowledge you of the system even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, Stephen was talking about how having a mental health nurse in the family, that makes his, that makes his situation characteristically different from another person. Exactly. Who, and I thought that was, yeah, you know, quite close. You know, that gives you an understanding of the system. If you've come from outside the UK, you may not know the best way to like navigate the NHS. Um, yeah, straight up. I would never start with mm, the NHS. I'd start mm. with the uni services, which is probably wrong. Like I should start at a GP, but I just would never even think to. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. It's quite interesting. But, <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it's on the one hand a bit sort of concerning that, you know, 
there's no one clear direction to go in if you yeah. start encountering problems. But on the other hand, there, it's a product of the fact that there's a lot out there. Yeah, and at least, you know, if something doesn't work for you, you have other options. So but I yeah. guess that's also, you know, slightly motivating. We should all just keep an eye on our friends, make sure they're okay. I think that's a good message. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. So that was that for this week. As always, we have a great number of people that we must thank for putting together this operation. The first one being, of course, our producer, Vicky. Love you, Vicky. Our music producer, Lassa. Our graphic designer, Darina. Our human resources and guest recruiter, Leah. And ASR Studios for letting us use their facilities. And all our guests for being so open and willing to talk to us, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. 